Well, hey there, Disney fans and friends, and welcome to episode 78 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. It is Monday morning, the 12th of November, and I'm doing a review of the Crystal Palace Character Dining Buffet in Magic Kingdom. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. My name is Danny. I am your host and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. So, have you been here? Have you been to the Crystal Palace? You know, it's so funny. My family has been a bunch of Disney goers for my entire life. I'm almost 29 <laughs> and and we've been there. My mom probably goes three to five times a year. And when I was little, I feel like we went at least once a year. And I, I had about five years of a break when I left college and had a, a career in the military for a little bit and, and now I'm back on track. I've been three times this year. So <laughs> it's funny though, really until this year, I kind of stuck to a few of my standard restaurants and was so focused on the rides, I never thought about the food. And, and maybe that's because Disney wasn't really known for its food up until maybe the last like five, six years or so, really food wasn't considered to be great when it comes to, you know, theme parks, Disney, you know, you're thinking your fast food, your burgers, your french fries, your chicken nuggets, but that's really all changed. And I wanna bring that to light for you, especially if you're considering a vacation, whether you're going to Disney or not, you're probably gonna hit up a buffet somewhere. So that's where this particular episode might be useful for you. So Crystal Palace, it's a character dining buffet. It's worth one table service credit if you are using the Disney dining plan. So make sure you check out the menu and the prices if you are trying to figure out whether or not you wanna spend money on using the Disney dining plan or not. I feel like it's worth it if you want to go to a lot of these special character dining buffets and things like that. This one's located on Main Street right next to Casey's Corner really right where Main Street kind of breaks off and you see Cinderella's castle and you have all of the options to go to the different uh, lands within Magic Kingdom. So it's right on the corner. So if you're like walking into the park, you would take a left once you reach the end of Main Street and that's where it's going to be. Now for kiddos or for trying to figure out which character dining buffets you want to go to, this one is themed with the 100 Acre Woods. So you're going to see Pooh Bear and Tigger and Piglet and Eeyore, and they come around a bunch of times. So you're going to get plenty of picture opportunities and signature opportunities, things like that. 
but it was it was a lot of fun it was really cute and i was actually impressed with the food um for the most part not so much the dessert <coughs> but the food i thought was really good especially for a buffet maybe it's just because buffets are up in their game you know but let's kind of go through i went here with family and friends over halloween so there were a lot of halloween themed desserts but the rest of the food was not themed so let's see as a buffet you have control over what amounts of food go on your plate so regardless of the price your server is not bringing you a specific amount of food you are putting exactly what you want on your plate so yes that's a blessing and a curse right you can easily overdo it or you can really control it so if i am dieting for a bodybuilding show if you have a specific event coming up maybe you're getting ready for a wedding whatever the case might be you can actually you know you could bring your food scale in you could bring in your own tupperware containers and really portion out the right amounts of food that you want to eat. You could weigh out everything if you want to be that meticulous. I I have done that and nobody cares. I promise you nobody cares. They might see you and be like, I wonder what she's doing. And then they go on about their day. They don't give you a second thought. They are maybe they'll tell your table about you, right? And then they're gonna forget because Tigger's gonna come on bouncing by and they're gonna want his autograph and picture and they don't have a second thought about you. So just keep that in mind. Focus on what you need to do, and if you need to weigh out your food in order to make sure that you don't go overboard on your nutrition and your tracking or whatever kind of plan you're on, you do that and focus on you so that you can enjoy the rest of your time at the parks with your party and really have that magical experience. So, let's see. Another tip I want to give to you for a buffet is choose a small plate or a small bowl even if you have to get it from the kids section to go and fill up with your own food. So don't don't go straight for that large entree plate and think, oh, it's a buffet. I need to make the most out of my meal and get the most out of my money. Like, let's just pile as much as we can on the plate. Because even if we don't finish everything on the plate, if you pile that large plate full, you're, you're going to eat probably more than you intended on. But if you just get a small plate or a small bowl and you fill that up, chances are you're gonna be full and satisfied and not feel like you need to go up for another full plate or bowl. So it's just a good tactic to start with a small plate and just, just fill up the small plate and you will find that you are generally satisfied. And if you're not, you know what, then you can go up and you can get more food. But I have found that that really works for me. Just grabbing a small plate or the kid's size bowl or even like an ice cream plate or an ice cream bowl and use that to fill up with food. Now, the next thing I wanna say is there are so many carbs around Disney, but there's also a lot of protein at these buffets and a lot of vegetables. I'm seeing a lot more fresh vegetables. So definitely get your proteins in, like put the proteins and the vegetables on your plate before you grab the rolls, before you grab the pastas and all the extra carbs that might be lying around. Really focus on 
those nutrient dense options first and then have some carbs to fill out the plate later. But make sure you're getting in your protein and make sure you're getting in your, your vitamins and minerals and nutrients first because you're gonna be tempted with those snacks the rest of the day. And most of the snacks out there are not gonna be nutrient dense snacks, they're gonna be carbs. So I love carbs, don't get me wrong. I'll eat carbs all day long, but I do make sure that I get in my protein for sure and, and my veggies for sure and, and even some fruit. A lot of the buffets I've seen as of late have a lot of fruit on them. So definitely fill up on the fresh nutrient dense items and then, you know, kind of give yourself that one or two little treats at the end of the buffet if they have many desserts and things like that. So let's see. Let's, let's kind of go over the different sections of this particular buffet so you kind of know what you might get here other than the fact that it's a buffet and that it has specific characters. So starting with the kids buffet, or they call it Pooh's Corner, you have a choice of colored plate, crispy chicken bread, or you have colored plates and then you can have crispy chicken bread nuggets, which are actually really good chicken tenders. They've got mac and cheese, which was awesome as well. Steamed corn and rice. So they did have some veggie and starchy carb options for the kiddos and then chicken drums. So I thought they were good. I, I would have eaten some of that and been totally fine. <laughs> not, not healthy, but you know what? Your kids are gonna love it. Now moving down the line, you're gonna see a couple of different types of bread rolls before you hit the salads. So consider where you want your carbohydrate sources to come from for this meal. You can always come back to the bread. Um, go and take a look at that whole buffet line before you pick anything up. So get an idea of everything that's there before you start loading up your plate. So there were two different types of lettuce for salads and then there were pasta salads as well. And you can totally bring your own dressing if you're you know, coming into the park with a little cooler. There were some salad dressings there, but you can definitely bring your own. Nobody's gonna care, nobody's gonna notice, nobody's gonna say, hey, you didn't, you didn't buy that here. You can't have that. They're gonna let you have, they don't care. They really don't care. <laughs> They're there to help you make a magical experience even better. So just bring your own salad dressing if you know that that's gonna be something that you can easily overdo. Let's see. Oh, if you don't bring your own salad dressings, but you want to make sure that you have some good portion control, usually the quick service restaurants have a little like toppings bar and you can get little two ounce cups. Grab a handful of those two ounce cups and bring them with you to different buffets. That way you can really portion out the right amount of dressing or toppings for different things in your meal. Pasta salad, tomato salad, and there's some other variations next to the regular salads. And then there's gonna be your cantaloupe, apple slices, carrots, lemons, and shrimp. So the hot food bar then started with some homestyle mashed potatoes, broccoli, and cauliflower with garlic fire roasted corn spoon bread and sauteed, sauteed green beans with onions. So you're getting a lot of different variations of um, some fresh vegetables, steamed vegetables and things like that. Now, as these items are pre-made, you're probably gonna have a, a bit of a difficult time asking a chef here to make you veggies without any oil and or butter or sauce, but you can definitely ask. So, you know, definitely, it doesn't hurt to ask for sure, but just be aware that there's, if something's already on a hot plate bar and it's mixed in, it's kind of hard to wash that off. <laughs> Let's see. 
Now there was also steamed rice with vegetables and herbs. There was banger sausage with collard, collard greens, oak grilled rotisserie chicken, and honey glazed carrots. To finish off the hot bar, before we get to the main protein options, the Crystal Palace offered jambalaya with andouille sausage and shrimp, parmesan pierogies, which were really good, rabbit tui, so like ratatouille, <laughs> veggies only, and vegan tomato basil soup and a vegan pesto pasta. So if you are a vegan, they do have some vegan options here. Uh, the banger sausage was cut into one ounce pieces in case you were wondering. So if you're going and you're trying to get just one little piece of each protein, I did get those weighed out for you. And I believe those Parmesan pierogies were like one ounce pierogies as well. Let's see your main proteins. Again, I recommend you have a protein on your plate before you fill up with the sides. Included a honey soy glazed verlasso salmon, beer battered pollock, roasted strip loin with a demi glaze and horseradish cream, and then a peach barbecue glazed pork with a firecracker peach chutney. So lots of different protein options here, and the chefs have a carving station to serve you the strip loin and pork, but you do have the ability to add that horseradish cream or chutney if you want. That's nice because you can control your portion with the sauce. It's not automatically on there in case you don't like it. Now, I, I didn't measure out the fish. I don't eat seafood, so when I go with somebody else who gets it and they don't mind me weighing out their food, I will totally weigh that out for you. Or if you go and you weigh it out, please let me know. Leave me a comment here on the podcast. Head over to YouTube and watch the video and leave me a comment there or um, on my Instagram. I put tons of these pictures up on my Instagram at Danny Phillips. So let me know and I will add that information into um, the my books and my podcast and, and everything, everywhere I can put it, I will put it to make sure that I get the most information out to everybody who's looking for it. So my single portion of the pork, their slice that they cut me was just shy of two ounces and my single serving of the strip loin was about two and a half ounces. Well, while one of these slices each might not look like a ton on a plate or at a buffet. An average serving size of protein will be somewhere around four to eight ounces per person in order to get you about 20 to 30 grams of protein. So I would say if you get like three different proteins if you want to try a bunch and you just get one slice or one piece of each, you're going to be sitting maybe around five or six ounces of protein. So I think that's a really great thing to note. You don't need two or three pieces of everything if you just want to try a little bit of everything. Now desserts were a plenty. <laughs> like there were more than 10 different desserts to choose from on the day that we went. And if you're like me, I do like to try a little bit of everything. So that's what I did, but I don't recommend it unless you have a full table of people to help split everything. Now these, they were tiny desserts. They were like bite-sized desserts. And here is the listing of what I had. I imagine these stay pretty close to what you would have year round. They probably just change up the theming on them. So there was a little peaches and cream panna cotta cup, a s'mores tart, a honey mousse pot, a gloomy blueberry mousse dome cake, a candy corn cupcake, rabbit's pumpkin patch chocolate pudding, chocolate chip cookies, Mickey's not so scary chocolate bark, soft serve ice cream, chocolate chip bread pudding, and monster bite brownies. Just about all of these desserts, like I said, one to two bites. So having a couple, I don't feel like is a big deal. Having 12 items to bring back to the table, 
we definitely needed four of us to try them all for sure. So which ones were worth it? Well, the chocolate chip cookies were good, but they were nothing more than break and bake. So that might be the perfect thing for your kid, but if you wanna try something that's really homemade and really unique to Disney, the chocolate chip cookie is not it. The little honey pot and the s'mores pot were super cute, but very underwhelming in flavor. So, I mean, I would say split one. They're definitely a one bite wonder. Uh, they're not very good, but they're cute. Now our table enjoyed that panna cotta and that's shareable as well. That's probably like a four bite thing. And then the little chocolate chip bread pudding and monster brownies were a bit on the dry side. So I wouldn't recommend those either. Now the chocolate bark had a distinct orange flavor to it. So if you enjoy chocolate and orange combo, I think you'll really like this. And it has a, a candy crunch on top, kind of like Pop Rocks. I really enjoyed this, but if you don't like orange together with chocolate, then you probably won't like it. So keep that in mind. Then the pumpkin patch chocolate pudding, it's really good, but there's nothing other than chocolate pudding with crushed chocolate cookie crumble on top. So again, maybe a great little fun thing for your kiddos or if you want something that's just familiar go for it but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary now the candy corn cupcake was cute your kids will probably like it but i thought it was dry and it didn't have any flavor really so i would nix that one as well my favorite though was that berry mousse dome cake it was super cute it was full of flavor it was about a two bite little concoction. It was just enough to leave you wanting more, but it wasn't super rich or overwhelming. So if you're a berry fan, you'll probably really enjoy it. If you don't like berries, this one's not for you. So that I think sums up everything at this restaurant. It was an overall really fun experience. I would definitely go back. I feel like whether I'm dieting or not, I can have a really good meal here. And I feel like the character meals get you up and down out of your seat a lot because you're constantly getting up to take a photos. So just be prepared. If there's somebody in your table who doesn't want to get up and take photos, have them sit towards like the wall or towards a space that doesn't need to constantly be getting up. And, um, but if you do want to get up and take pictures, sit on the end. <laughs> so I hope you all enjoyed this. I really enjoyed eating at this restaurant. I think you will as well. And I think whether or not you're going to Disney, there's some really good advice in this episode to help you out with making better decisions when you are eating out at buffets. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and share this with a friend, share this on your social media, screenshot it on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story. Let other people know that this is really good information and that they can definitely benefit from listening to it. And then, as always, I would love for you to leave a rating and review either on SoundCloud or iTunes. That truly helps the, you know, the platforms to recognize that this is a good informational podcast that people enjoy. And it will then help to put it out to other people who might not otherwise find the podcast. So thank you, thank you in advance for helping me with that. And the last thing I want to let you know about is, again, I'm just going to harp this. I've got this healthy Disney ebook. It's coming out really soon. I'm going through the last the last bit of editing and adding information to it. So this will be volume one, all about the planning phase. I've got my whole outline really together nicely and just kind of filling in the gaps right now. It'll focus on what you need to do for your fit to set yourself up for success with fitness and health when traveling to Disney and the things that you need to do at about 180 days out, 60 days out 
30 days out and then the week of your trip. We're gonna talk about some different scenarios that might come up so that you can prepare you know, mentally for the different you know, indulgences that might come your way. And it's just gonna be fun. It's a lot of fun. There's some stories in there. There's lots of good information. It's very practical. There's some, like there's practical application. There's some sections where you do need to write things down. I'm a huge believer in Things don't happen unless you write it down. And that's a big part of accountability and letting people know what you're up to and what your plans are. So there'll definitely be sections where you can write in there or print off PDFs that are gonna help you throughout your trip. I mean, there's there's lots going on in this ebook and it's just the first volume of many. So I'm really excited. Stay tuned. Hopefully this week or next we'll have it available on Amazon for pre-order and then it'll be available at the end of the month. So just keeping you guys posted on that, I'm gonna keep mentioning it because it's important and it's important for you, it's important for me, and I'm gonna talk about it until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. I love you so much. I will talk to you on Wednesday for another Disney-focused podcast. Okay, bye everyone. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.